Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. It's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. Uh, it's wonderful. It is. If you're in the sun, it's short sleeve weather. If you're in the shade, you need a little jacket. In the shade, is it the yeah, short, short shorts. shorts? Yeah. So uh, we encourage cold. Yeah, it's it's there's a little chill, but I mean it's, in it's, the shade. In the on shade, the porch. yeah, yeah. But in the sun, it feels wonderful. Yeah. And all the plants are in the sun. Well, some are in the shade, I guess. But a two you, know, you notice that uh, rodeo tomatoes and the tomatoes for sale are in the greenhouse. They're they're protected. They're protected. Yeah, which is what you should do if you if you come and get one. I stop. <laughs> well, if it yeah. gets down to uh, below forty in the evening, which yeah, is, which is forecast today, it's supposed to get up to above seventy. Yeah, seventy four. I think I'll check again and see if the forecast change or not. And but tomorrow, even hotter. Or yeah. warmer. But uh, we're talking about tomatoes. Uh, Calvin had a good article in yesterday's paper about the announcing the new rodeo tomato. Uh, Trey says the, offi- the, fi- the official announcement or uh, happening at Millburgers will be on, uh, t- a week from next weekend. Right? Uh, yeah. 19th? Or what, what no, it would be the, the 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Because you love tomatoes, <laughs> so it's the day after Valentine's Day. And uh, So it's not, the, not next Saturday. No, I was wrong. It's the week after. <laughs> they'll have a good display. A good, uh, display uh, Does that mean we have to wait that long for the chili, too? <laughs> I'm afraid so, and the pony rides, oh, and the face painting. So, so you you can get you can be invigorated by or encouraged by uh, looking at Calvin's article in yesterday's paper, uh, section B. Uh, I, I plan to put it on PlantAnswers.com. Oh, good. And I'm going to put my fish picture on there with it. Some oh, people, Calvin didn't put his fish picture in. He tried. Well, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I suspect my arguments really weren't that good at, you know, justifying a picture of a fish for an article about tomatoes. Well, it's a memory thing. It was <laughs> yeah. supposed to help you. The name is the same. I kind of thought that would be an, uh, the, uh, 
There's a little photo of the uh-huh. the leaves underneath there on your landscape. There yeah. you go. We could have put the fish in there. <laughs> and then everybody would have said, and said, what in the world is that red snapper doing on that <laughs> gardening article? I had to search for that picture of red snapper. Oh. The fish. But uh, they used uh, uh, my picture of red snapper, and uh, which will, like I say, be with my... Uh, article and uh and pictures on uh on plantanswers.com uh probably tuesday wednesday whenever my webmaster can get around to put it on the uh we've gotten a response <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, every you know I, I, in my day-to-day travels around uh, at least one person at every place at every destination had Seen the tomatoes? Is that right? Yeah, well, the parking lot guy. He, he says, "You got any tomatoes for me in there?" <laughs> <laughs> Took me a little while to sink in, you know. I wasn't a little apart from the the yeah. uh, horticulture. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, well, uh, I, I liked Calvin's article because he put in there about that uh, this new rodeo tomato, even though it's a good-yielding tomato. Uh, determinant. Determinant type. Uh, uh, good foliage, a lot of foliage on it. Heat setter. And, and get heat setter and all that kind of stuff. But it's not nematode-resistant. Now, I've been... I, I worked with David Rodriguez and uh, Dr. Larry Stein. Oh, yeah, we put that in the to, article. To choose these, Yeah. <laughs> So he, uh, they they wanted to to share blame with you. No, <laughs> share credit with you. Yeah. But uh, and I, I always encourage I always uh, encourage them to test some nematode resistant varieties. And uh, but the seed companies uh, that send us seed to test never send or hasn't haven't sent. Uh, uh, sending nematode-resistant varieties for several years. Huh. Uh, I've been told that uh, nematode resistance in tomatoes is re- also related to uh, lower yields. Oh. And, so, uh, so. and uh, of course, nematodes are not a problem in a commercial uh, field oh. of tomato because they rotate the crops. And they can fumigate the soil if if need be. So uh, I guess uh, they want to increase yields rather than uh, nematode resistant. But uh, that works a hardship on uh, home gardeners who uh, uh, and greenhouse growers uh, who constantly fight uh, and try to get rid of uh, nematode. I was thinking uh, too about uh, how many commercial tomato growers use sand but uh, but they're not very tomatoes aren't that fussy about soil as long as you fertilize and yeah. water them and everything so I guess you could be you could be faced with a nematode uh, t- kind of s- situation soil they seem to soil. be worse in sand yeah. than they are in uh, heavy clay but I guess they can move better you know they, uh, they uh, move in the uh, Soil moisture and uh, and mechanically 
when you're tilling or preparing the soil, they, they can move from uh, on the soil particles. And so uh, what Kevin mentions uh, to use the uh, nematode-resistant varieties, which are rodeo tomatoes, past rodeo tomatoes, uh, and he lists celebrity, tycoon. Is that back again this year? I don't know. It was. It was, <laughs> it, was it was on death's door yeah. for a while. Thank goodness it survived. It has a, w- a will to live, <laughs> along with lots of the gardeners that are supporters. I, I never forget. I was in the, uh, when I was bad mouthing tycoon because uh, they they said they weren't weren't going to do the seed anymore. The okay, right. seed companies, right? And so I would badmouth it. It's, you know, the sour grapes uh, routine yeah. where you... Oh, I can't imagine you doing that. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like you at all. And I, I was in the in the barbershop, and uh, a guy comes up to me and said, I like that tycoon to me. <laughs> why, why, why are you saying bad things about the tycoon tomato? I said, well, and then I tried to get him to say it tastes bad. And, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't going to go there. No, no. He he, he yeah. said, after I gave him all the reasons he shouldn't use Tycoon, he came back and said, but I like Tycoon. <laughs> I think Tycoon and Celebrity have been the, the most popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And both of those are nematode resistant. Anyway. BHN 968, oh, which uh, is the cherry tomato, is nematode resistant. Okay. And uh, it it showed out last year, which was not a good uh, not a good uh, uh, year for tomatoes. But I think everybody, Mentioned. without an exception, had production yeah. off of 968. They would say. It's not not the usual production, right, but right. it is production. <laughs> is there any others that have a production at all? No, just BH in nine sixteen. And 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 people were complaining about lack of production on nine sixty eight, or lack of normal production. Well. What is normal production on 968? Yeah. You're throwing it, throwing the uh, tomatoes at stop signs, trying to get rid of them. Yeah, wow. just So uh it it'll 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 be it's nematode resistant too. And then the one called Valley Cat. Uh, so you might try the rodeo tomato, but if you if you if you've had Nematodes. If you see knots on the roots of your plants when you pull them up, especially okra, uh, you've got nematodes, and so you need to. You can try a few early of red snapper, just to see how it does. But uh, you need to make the uh, the most of your planting uh, with those uh, varieties that are nematode resistant. Uh, the article. It also tells you how to pot up tomatoes in the right. uh, plantanswers.com. has a lot of information on potting up. Soil is just too cool right now to plant it directly into the garden. But uh, in past years, uh, some, of our, some of our most popular tomatoes have been available in limited supplies in 
And so folks, when they see them at the nursery, they latch on to them even if they can't get them in the garden. Yeah. And what they do is <laughs> pot them up and uh, put them in potting soil in a one-gallon or three-gallon container in a sunny spot out of the wind. Yeah. And then uh, move them in-house or in, in some uh, heated area if the temperatures are forecast to be below 40. And then, then you can kind of... Uh, uh, April first is really a, kind of a secure time. Yeah, you can yeah. you can uh, try some after March first, planting them, and then and then March fifteenth. Uh, we never know when we're going to have a late freeze. Right. So keep or uh, more importantly, a late hailstorm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen to a home gardener is to is to have tomatoes planted out that are not protected. We we tell people to cover them with the the spun web uh, spun web type cloth that, fabric uh, yeah. fabric uh, in case of hail or high winds especially. Now we've seen sometimes when the the hail was such so, so savage that the the fabric yeah got torn apart. <laughs> well, when that happened, you might as well. Uh, <laughs> figure that the tomatoes are in trouble too that's the uh, plants now milton was going to uh promise to uh put the call out mm-hmm. yeah today for uh some information for a question we had yesterday do you remember what it is? No. Was it no, no it was, it was uh, a... succulents and cactus oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. the sunburn yeah i forgot well let's let's do tom real quick and then we'll okay we'll uh, we'll ask that we'll ask about your cact we'll ask a cactus we need a cactus a cactus expert to call us at 210-308-8860. Maybe Claude call in. Claude, call us. 210-308-8860. I have your number, Claude. We can call you. Yeah. It's up to you. Don't make you us come after you. All right. Uh, we have Tom on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Tom. What's going on? Hey, I'm just uh, going into HEB pre-Super Bowl shopping. But uh, I how's the, how are the crowds? Uh, I'm in the parking lot. It's full. Okay. So I guess it's a good time to... I'd rather not be here at 4 o'clock, though. So uh, I had a a question. Any reason to not trim back uh, banana trees this time of year? Is there... I didn't know if... You were talking about late freezes, things like that. I didn't know if we got a... If I trimmed them back, if that would promote growth, which would, if we had a freeze, retard growth later on or not. Yeah, no... uh we're not going to have a hard freeze later on. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, you, Man, you're in San Antonio, South Texas. Yeah, but you, yeah. You, listen to, you listen to the show, and the next half hour he'll be talking about late freezes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I well, was on, talking about it. Yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna, on, the, on the banana, uh, what you want to do is uh, how, old are you, how old are your bananas? Are they uh, several years old? Yeah, they're probably 10 years Oh my goodness! Okay, uh, if you want bananas, uh, <laughs> you you choose the largest stems, largest uh, trunks. I'm sorry, largest trunks of your bananas, and uh, you you see that a, a banana sends out leaves. Uh, it uh, uh, what's my word? Uh, telescopes. It telescopes out the leaves from the trunk. You follow me on that? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can cut those cut those leaves back to that where they telescope out from the trunk, but don't cut them to the ground. Leave that large uh, trunk. And uh, okay. uh, uh, since it's not gonna freeze anymore. Uh, I would go ahead and uh, make selections. If yours have been in the ground that long, you probably got a lot of uh, small ones coming up. Sure. And 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 any any banana trunk that's uh, less than two inches, less than two inches, you cut it off at the ground, and you leave the big ones. With the leaves, the damaged leaves cut off uh, right there where they telescope out from the trunk. Now, if you could follow that strategy and it would happen to freeze, is it more likely for that, for those main stems to get damaged than if you just left them for another month? And uh, that the, the old foliage that he's talking about taking out was there for some protection. There's not really a lot of protection from that old foliage, is there? No. So you're not gambling too much. No, you're not. Uh, some folks, yeah, the, some folks will cover them, but yeah. Now in the past, then, so, I mean, in and the then past, when, I've uh, go ahead. And then when you feel real good about it, <laughs> I'd say middle of March, first of April. You go in there with your machete or your butcher knife and. Uh, Cut the t- cut, start cutting the tops, the very tops of the bananas, the tops of the trunk, which is probably brown, back to the point that you see the white, uh, a white core, in the center of the trunk. Undamaged. Undamaged. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and that's that, what I was wondering. From, from, from that will be initiated the leaves, and eventually b- bananas. They're, okay, is there any reason I can't can't trim those back to that trunks the trunk trunk back now? Oh, uh, just just well, a, if you if you have young succulent leaves, what that's going to stimulate, uh, <coughs> they may get uh, cold damaged. Okay, a banana a banana doesn't like anything below forty five degrees. Yeah, I mean, I've got green coming out of the stalks of some of these trees. So oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, nature's already taken over there. <laughs> okay, well, okay. if uh, if you got them in a protected, a sheltered area, and uh, they're already sending out that uh, center leaf, uh, I, w- I would just remove the little ones and uh, keep the big trunks. Okay, all right. All right, I had another question on a raised bed. Okay. Um, I've got a. I have a sloping yard, so I have a raised bed that's got landscape timbers in it. on On the short side, it's probably about two or three deep. on the On the downhill side, it's probably about eight, six or eight deep, tall, oh. um, just to make a level garden. And I'm replacing those landscape timbers because they've been in the on the in the garden for, I guess, about ten or twelve years, and there's there's a lot of rot on the landscape timbers. Is there any reason to not line the the wood with some either heavy plastic or maybe tar paper from like roofing tar paper 
to protect the wood from the soil and the moisture in the soil? Well, it's kind of a pain to work with. But I, the, that kind of uh, a bit of defeats the purpose of using landscape timbers. If you're going to go ahead and seal a, seal it, you may as well just use regular wood. And uh, it's much easier to use than a landscape timber, I would I think. The, the whole idea well, of using landscape timbers is generally to avoid having to do any kind of uh, making a uh, container or, or side. Is that your, your, your yeah, same reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, to answer your question, no, it doesn't doesn't hurt anything. As long as you don't... Okay, if you put it on the side of the bed, in other words, uh, inside right. of the bed on the timbers. Yeah, I was just trying to get a little bit longer. I'm getting up in the years, so I thought another ten or twelve years, I won't be able to replace this stuff. So I was just yeah, you to say get more you sound pretty. You sound pretty old to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm up now. Now, I'll warn you on that when you're taking those old timbers out to wear gloves because I would imagine those were treated timbers 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. But they've taken those the treatment out of the timbers now. Are they? But uh, there's, there's warnings that uh, if you get splinters in, your, in yourself uh, that uh, can cause problems. It, they're, tim- they're timbers, not railroad ties. Right, right. Correct. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Except okay, I, well, I, was I, was part of, I was part of a research project that uh, indicated that there was really not much of a threat from uh, timbers year, years ago, 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah, but that was uh, bleeding into the soil so, and killing getting, and getting being uptaken by the plants. Yeah, getting taken up by any plants. Yeah. I've never heard of uh, them being dangerous. Oh, to yeah. Big time. We'll have some people can call in and tell us. Uh, I know there's organic uh, people out there that uh, had a fit over uh, landscape timbers. Well, yeah, they had a fit over everything. <laughs> But uh, Calvin, yeah. Calvin, Calvin, Calvin's already gotten to that older age, you know. I understand. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Thank you. For, okay. Thank thanks you for calling guys. in. Good luck to All you. Right. Thanks a lot. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Hey, take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. We talked about the seriousness of termites yesterday. Uh, And swarming season is just around the corner. So don't wait till then. Uh, Call Warren and uh, Spider-Man and make sure your home is uh, inspected. And if they find termites, they're going to treat. And uh, they're going to make sure that you... Your home has the protection it needs to prevent termite infestation. So uh, these guys have been doing this since 1976. They know what they're doing. And uh, Warren, Remy, and Spider-Man are considered the experts in San Antonio. In fact, uh, really the experts in Texas with what they've done and all the experience they have. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 is Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And you'll find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. 
com. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Didn't do our succulents. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking for a cactus experts. We want to know if you've had experience with... Uh, is, it, is there any value to using shade cloth to on prevent, succulents? Because we had a... We had a caller, yeah, that wanted to know about that. He was getting succulent sunburn. Uh, so <laughs> he thought. He thought. So we want to know if you've had that experience and uh, and maybe what else, if it wasn't that, what else it might have been. 210, and we're still waiting for Claude. 210-308-8867. Now, speaking, of, speaking of getting old, Claude. Oh, oh man, now yeah, he's not going to call. Time. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. There's a sunny little funny little melody. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 11.30 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And then, all through the day, Millburgers will be celebrating the Rodeo and the Rodeo Tomato. The Rodeo Tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale, and there'll be free chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry. The Texas Weather Band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3. There's pony rides, a petting zoo, and much, much more. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and we'll see you February 15th. How can you create an income in retirement that's going to last as long as you do? Tim Brown of the Viable Group can help you with this goal. Don't wait. Call him at 210-824-1750. That's 210-824-1750. Or visit the website at theviablegroup.com. And listen to the three big questions of retirement with Tim Brown every Sunday at 3.30 p.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundsanantonio.com. Surroundsanantonio.com. Connecting you with new customers. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. When it matters to you, it matters to us. This is conservative talk that you can count on. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Take us wherever you go with our mobile app through TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. You gotta be a football hero. You 
get along with the beautiful girl. You gotta be a touchdown getter, you bet. If you wanna get a baby to pet, the fact that you are rich or handsome won't get you anything in curl. You gotta be a football hero to get along with the beautiful girl. Football music or yeah. What? Oh, okay. The game today. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't say. No, I can say it. I just can't use it as in a promotion, oh, a promotional okay. thing. Yeah. So the Super Bowl is obviously today. So Al's finding Super Bowl music for us. Uh, by the way, to celebrate the big game, uh, Millburgers has specials going on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, can you remember what it is, Milton? Ten percent. Yeah, off. off everything. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's right there at millburgernursery dot com. Ten percent off everything through tomorrow. Uh, so if uh, you don't want to uh, fight the crowds at H E B, you can come on over to Millburgers, where we have small crowds, <laughs> and uh, take advantage of that. And uh, if you've got people coming over, you can get some decorations. Or uh, let's see. We got a pretty uh, good crowd too. The rust-colored firebush is sort of a San Francisco 49ers color. Are there any garden mums out there? You know, oh there are yeah, that's right. That'd be a good choice. Another one are those uh, stocks that are in those large containers. Boy, yeah. they're very decorative, and the fragrance is wonderful. Yeah, so um, lots of choices, but uh, we wanted to make sure you knew about that. And uh, yeah, it's through, got, it's uh, through got, tomorrow or just until tomorrow? Till tomorrow. So tomorrow it includes tomorrow. Does tomorrow? Okay. Uh, uh, a fellow came in wanting to, the guy that wanted to graft uh, grapes to oh, his yeah. Mustang, and we recommended uh, a, a grape. Victoria. Uh, yeah, yeah, Victoria Red, uh, and that's the only one we have in our handy dandy uh, book. But uh, what no, normally we would have, re- I would have recommended Champanel, but it's one in the book. But we've got Champanel. Do we? Uh, yeah, they've got uh, this some that are not in the book. Huh? Champanel. So uh, that was the that's you, one it, we've always had on the y- list. Yeah, yeah, forever. That's a Munson grape. Uh, TV Munson. But anyway, uh, if you're listening uh, and uh, you still want to use a grape, and uh, I, I would recommend Champanel, because it, I, I'd have to look in my TV Munson book, but I believe uh, Champanel has a Mustang in its uh, or the a wild grape in its uh, genetics. I believe TV mustn't put it in its genetic. Genetic. It was. It, it was used. It's been used as a rootstock and also produce a, a big black grape. And like I said, when they used to, that's all you could get. Was, that's uh, all that would survive. Yeah, black, uh, black Spanish and Champanel. But uh, those are those are either either one of those. I don't think we have black Spanish, but we have a uh, Champanel. But anyway, uh, that's ten percent off too. Cool. Now let's yeah. let's, let's see. So we had a we had a gardener call in his uh, cactus and succulents uh, 
were, he th- he thinks they were da- damaged from the severe heat and dry this summer, and he was looking for shade cloth to yeah. hear that in the future. And Jerry and I kind of. Uh, no, don't don't include me in that. I was I was taking care of somebody else. Okay, I reacted and said that's an, <laughs> that's unusual to have to uh, have uh, damage from heat and sun on cactus and and uh, succulents. And I also I thought that was no, normally not a strategy to have to use uh, shade cloth. Now there could be some of the. Uh, some succulents uh, and even cactus were that are have a little shade toler- shade tolerance, but it's not as far as I can tell. It's not usual yeah. kind of a treatment. So what we were looking for is some of our um, many cactus, cactus people, and yeah. succulent people experts to, to give us an opinion. First of all, is what what could have caused that damage? You know, our usual reaction would be. Uh, was the, too much water was or the, drainage? Yeah, was the fellow was he the caller in uh, San Antonio? Yes, yes, in San Antonio. Was he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then, what would be? Of course, uh, is the shade cloth ever the answer to that yeah. kind of damage? So, I would also wonder about uh, cold, cold temperatures. We hadn't had it extremely cold. But there are cactus that are cold tolerant, cold susceptible. Yeah, that would be the t- the timing factor. We kind of took it f- for granted that he was talking. About, he, yeah, he talked about the the heat and the the drastic sun. But uh, yeah, if it went through uh, the early freezes we had this this uh, yeah. winter, and would the symptoms look the same from cold burn to sunburn, or? Well, yes, uh, it looks like a sunburn. Okay. Yeah, but what what does sunburn on cactus look like? Well, I don't know. I just it it turns white the the uh, flesh white. Cat, uh, like on a tomato. Yeah. You know when a tomato freezes. So so is that are you saying that's common to have a sunburn on a cactus? On on certain ones that are cold sensitive. Yeah. But not on prickly pear. Not, not a, you know when, when you say, y'all, y'all were telling me about the guy called about cactus. I said, oh no, <laughs> but but that's not a common symptom to show on cactus if from no. from the heat. Yeah. So anyhow, anybody has any ideas, or the or if the listeners listener wants to discuss it further, you can. Yeah. Okay. Call we'll try. We were kind of rushing at the end. Yeah, it was just bad timing, so it'd be a good time to call us on this one. Two one zero. 308-8867, 210-308-8867. Getting back to your termite discussion. Yeah. Do uh, you know why termites and bees swarm? You mentioned they're going to right. swarm. Uh, protection? Uh, no, they're they're multiplying their their uh, population. Oh dear. So if they're swarming in your house. Yeah, you're. You've already got a problem, so, big time. Yeah, and well, yeah. and it's, it's gotten to the point that uh, they want to multiply and go look for another part of your house to eat. So when you see, <laughs> the reason I know this is because my mother in Tennessee used to used to fuss about the uh, 
termites swarming in our in our rental house that we had. And I mean, they were thick. There were thousands of them when they wow. were swarmed. And uh, they were eating the bottom of the house. <laughs> eating oh. the bottom of the house out. Now, just because you have uh, ant-like or termite-like swarming right. doesn't necessarily mean they're termites. Yeah, that's sure. why you need to call yeah. in a professional. That can, be, that, that can be kind of a... Good news. They're not termites. But the yours eye. were? <laughs> they were termites. Okay. How'd you get rid of them? Well, my mother used a flash water fell. on them. Oh. <laughs> the house fell down. Yeah, just squashed them all. Yeah, we didn't We didn't ever treat out there. Okay. Who, who was it that was telling me? Was that you telling us about the the, the picture frame fell off the wall? Yeah, that, that was forest. forest. Yeah. Oh, it falls the per the picture frame falls off the wall, and then you look and see where the screw was, yeah. and the screw came out of the wall. And, there, and there's the, and the activity, there. termite activity. Huh? Far, yeah, Forrest had to, I think he had to take a wall out or something. I, it did extensive damage in his house at Hollywood yeah. Park. That's so a, they're a problem. Yeah. Well, when they do, I, and I know. And your best they, defense is to be proactive. Oh, yeah. Well, now in, in Tennessee, I have a inspection every year by by exterminator mm-hmm. on our on our home house, but uh, uh, they they have to be looked after before they swarm from Yes. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're gonna have a warm day tomorrow and the next day. Monday and yeah. Tuesday. Oh, I took the weather down. You want me to tell you what the weather's <laughs> going to be? I know what it's, it's going to be. Eighty degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think day after tomorrow, but yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. Then, and then it's, then, it's going to turn cooler. Here's Trace. Yeah. Then it drops down. Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, and that's a good time to put on the uh, uh, Calvin recommended and uh, Niels Perry recommended uh, put on uh, horticulture oil on uh, on your woody plants uh, and citrus especially too but peaches uh, before they bloom and bud out. And, but, right. and some some right, varieties, but, some varieties people, have already are already bloom, yes, started blooming. Some of the fruit trees have already started blooming, but you got to tell them why. Oh, scale insects! You, you can tell somebody <laughs> to spray all you want, but until you tell them why, they don't do it. Well, we've talked about the uh, control of uh, to. Could take care of uh, scale insects and other scale has, insects. Yeah. Any, that's any type of insect that's wintering over on the on the bark, yeah, or on leaves on like citrus. And it, I think it uh, controls uh, bacterial leaf spot too. Uh, the uh, disease. I, I can see that. It's ama- yeah, it's amazing how much impact it has for. It's an organic control. It's a preventative kind of thing. Yeah. It's, uh, environmentally appropriate to to do it and. Uh, Based on Larry Stein, our uh, <laughs> top uh, fr- fruit expert uh, in the area, it's, oh. it's the issue uh, issue that uh, threatens uh, backyard fruit growing the most. Yeah, and we, and and citrus too. 
Yeah, you can, uh, it's easier, we, easier to overlook on citrus. Yeah. It's so hard to see. Yeah, they're brown or, or grayish. And on citrus, and uh, much citrus as uh, people are planting out now, we've bought from here, and we'll be planting out. And uh, I, I would definitely spray the citrus as well as the fruit tree. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. What, yeah, what but people your... never do it. Now, hey. my, the horticultural oil I have at home, uh, Terry's, is a paraf- paraffin-based you, so the, most of them have changed over to uh, mineral oil. Yeah, okay. So it still does the, the little coat over the insects. Uh, Suffocate them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bud's going to help us. Bud's got a, an answer to our succulent question. Oh, okay. Bud, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, pretty good, I guess. How are y'all? Good. Uh, what? I'm, I'm not going to say that I have the answer. Well, okay, and, an answer. And, uh, or I, I certainly won't answer. say that I have had a lot of experience with cactus or succulents. I have had, however, um, plenty of experience with patios. I, I, I heard what the man said, and he said uh, something about tremendous heat on the patio. Uh, and he was talking about shading. Right. I think, I think what he was trying to say was he needed some way to... Uh, uh, keep shade on the patio. I have been on people's patios where it can get 115 degrees. You know, depending on what all the structure is, you have cement involved, cement floors, perhaps have brick walls. Uh, there is part of the day where <clears throat> it's quite easy for a patio to reach up over 110 degrees. And maybe maybe oh, yeah. that was part of his problem. Maybe so. Could uh, be. And Milton brought up a good point too. Who? What? There could be some succulent, uh, or maybe it was Jerry. Some succulents that uh, are more more sensitive to you heat. Know, the, or the, the, the ones we react to are the cactus we're familiar right, with right. Uh, usually. He yeah. gave you credit and then took it away. I know. Thanks, now, I, bud. I, I could imagine that if his place really got heated up uh, yeah. very, very easily and quite often, uh, I, I, the way I understood his conversation, he has these in pots. Uh, yeah, those, right. po- those pots will dry out under those conditions uh, but, in a minute. <laughs> so, so maybe he, what he was... He might have been putting too much moisture. So we think of sunburn, but it really maybe you're, you're thinking it was it could have just been heat or... Or real dry, which yeah. well, which real dry. Is, plus, when then if if he continually waters, well, um, I don't I don't know, but I'm just imagining that whatever roots you have in that pot that you keep watering, uh, they're going to take up that moisture right away. Okay. And and in fact, I, I guess if the um, body of the plant has a whole lot of moisture, but it's reaching. Uh, those kind of temperatures, and that, that's probably not good for the plant itself. And Maybe that's so. why I would think he says, well, I need to find some way to keep this place cooler. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, bud. Maybe that's it. Yeah. All right. uh, he's, we know we're not talking about prickly pear cactus. Uh, oh, for either We're talking he, about some kind of uh, Maybe. Another other su- practice. Another succulent. Yeah. 
Thanks, yeah. bud. Okay. Now, you, of course, you, you may cause as much if you uh, don't have full sun for a lot of the succulents or cactus, you're going to cause problems in the other direction. Yeah. That's hey, why it's kind of an interesting issue. I have fun Tri- watching my wife water. So, oh. you know, we've got things like aloe vera and sedum on our back patio, but yet we've also got plumerias and uh, esperanzas and poinsianas, and she waters them all the same. That's that's her problem is she overwaters her, her sedums because oh. she's doing it at the same time or the necessity that they would need for the bougainvilleas. Yeah, and, and that, that's what I would think would be a more likely issue oh. uh, is overwatering the, the succulents and cactus. But there's there's so many unknowns in there. Be right. Well, Trace, why don't you go out there and tell her what she's doing wrong? What kind she of a husband are you? She doesn't listen to me. <laughs> Diane is on the That's line. That's the kind of husband you are. Uh, She'll tell me to do it. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. Uh, hang with us, Trace, and you can help us on this one. Well, Diane, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, okay, so. Um, I live in a mobile home park that's really nice, but they don't do anything controlling fire ants, and I don't have a fence. So when I take my dog out, I take her out on the leash and avoid the pretty much always about half a dozen fire ants killed in my yard, okay? Well, I also just recently discovered yesterday I have about six really huge terracotta pots with very healthy plants in them. And they're in various areas on the porch. So I haven't touched them in, you know, four months or so. I went to move them all, and these fire ants just came out like crazy out of the bottom of all these pots. So I'd like to fill them, obviously, in my mounds and in the pots unless it's too late for that. But I I heard that certain um, fire ant killers, when you put it, like, on the mound, it also kills, like, a three-foot radius around the grass. And so I'm concerned about, I don't care that it kills the grass, but I'm concerned with such a large area being covered with poison for when I take the dog out. I mean, I will certainly avoid those, but, you know, there could be a situation where it rains and then it, and then it maybe spreads or something like that. So... I wanted to see if you could tell me the best way to kill these fire out of my pot and also without killing the grass or my dog. Well, I've had, I'm pretty old and I've had a lot of dogs <laughs> and I've always treated fire ants with acephate. Just follow the label instructions. And, uh, okay. And it's, they're very easy to kill in containers. I mean, you no. just put a little bit of acephate in the containers and just water like you normally do, and it takes them out. Your your dog won't even be subjected to that. And for the, uh, right. the mound treat for the mound treatments, you're only putting two tablespoons on top of the mound, and you're letting the okay. dry, you have it dry, and then the ants actually do all the work. So ants have hair in their legs, so when they walk across the powder, it gets on him. He walks by two more. Uh, that asphate generally will kill them out in 24. They'll kill themselves out in 24 to 48 hours. Uh, okay, you're that. saying acetate, A-C-E-T-A-T-E? Well, one of the products we have here, I think it's we still have Surrender. Surrender is the generic version, yeah. and then uh, Orthene is uh, fire orthene fire killer is the uh, yeah. accepted yeah. name. So you get more when you call it Surrender. Yeah, okay, that's a wonderful so, product. 
Okay, so if I'm going to do these to the mounds, when, when you look at the mounds, you don't see any activity unless you poke it. So do I need to at least at least rile it up a little bit before I pour, put that on? If you see where the main entrance is, the answer is no. Uh, they, they will have to walk through it. And the, and the more agitation you do, the more likely they're going to find different ways to go in and out. Okay, but what I'm saying is when you look at the mounds, you can't see any ants. If I, I feel like if I sprinkle this stuff on, they're not even going to come out and get it, or will they? Oh, yeah. There, there's a hole, oh, they- and wherever that mm-hmm. hole is, you put two tablespoons on top yeah. of that, and they let them do the work. It's an ama- it's amazing that, uh, okay. just like Trace said, all, all they got to do is walk through, and some of them walk through and they carry it in there. So it'll get, okay. if, you, if you get it on the mound that's active, it'll work. Now, okay. now with that, and with that is, said, okay, you, I asked you two guys: Have you all ever heard of a grass kill around a firing mound that that they've used a, a firing kill? I've heard of it with some of the organic ones. Yeah, well, some of the organic true. solutions. I mean, Who would want to use those? Uh, well, there is one organic <laughs> that I might actually suggest for this, ladies. Oh. Spit us that bait. Okay. Uh, I always yeah. forget the that's name of it. Over the over the top or over the something, and um, that's actually what the zoo uses to control ants oh, okay. in, uh, in and around all those uh, exotic animals. And that would be something to put out when the ants are foraging, because uh, you know they'll take it back to mounds that you don't even know exist. Yeah, and some of those spinosad uh, uh, active ingredient fire ant killers that you can even use those in vegetable gardens. Right. It's a uh, yeah. Uh, ultimately, it's an it's a good product. Rum barrel, so, yeah. Uh, definitely right, ask fate for the, what you see and uh, the other one for the ones that you can't see yet. Okay, so you're saying spinosad bait? Are they little ch- chunks? Or it's, it's, it's got spinosad in it. Right, I think it's a corn grit that they've soaked spinosad into. What is the the name of those? That's what I was trying to remember. Oh, it's it's got, one of those old age moments. we got to take a quick break. You it's want not to a bear product, is yeah, it? I'll go look at it. All right. Hey, uh, Diane, we have to take a break, okay? So we're going to take okay. a break. Trace is going to go find the name of the product, and we're going to be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. <laughs> Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 1130 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And then all through the day, Millburgers will be celebrating the Rodeo and the Rodeo Tomato. The Rodeo Tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale and there'll be free chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry. The Texas Weather Band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3. There's pony rides, a petting zoo, and much, much more. For more information, go to millburgernursery.com and We'll see you February 15th. The Republican Party and President Trump are under attack. 
Nancy Pelosi and the left continue to mount a war against conservative ideals. And these attacks plague the bedrock of our great nation. Now is the time, San Antonio, to rise up, get informed, and get ready for a politically charged 2020. Join 930 AM The Answer on Thursday, February 20th at the Norris Conference Center for an evening with Larry Elder, the sage from South Central. Join us for this memorable evening and hear Larry's thoughts on the current state of the country, the impeachment of President Trump, the Democratic candidates looking to take the White House back, and what we can expect when the primary is over. Plus, you'll get Larry's perspective and insight on what's truly at stake in the upcoming election. It's America's truth detector. Larry Elder, Thursday, February 20th at the Norris Conference Center, San Antonio. Hey, we have a country to save, so don't miss an evening with Larry Elder. Go to 930amtheanswer.com to find out more and to get your tickets today. Coming up at 2 is In the Oil Patch Radio Show with Kim Bilotto, discussing topics in the oil, gas, and energy industry and the positive impact they have on the world. In the Oil Patch Radio Show, coming up at 2 on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? Then I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor, so you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and sell Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arterburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. While the politicians spin the truth, we bring you the truth. Conservative talk that you can count on. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Listen live using our mobile app through TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Get out your seats. It's all about now. It's the game of the week. The NFL stars are out and shining bright. It's the Bengals versus Jets in the AFC fight. Get ready, it's about to get wild. Sunday night football is And welcome back to Billberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. Got a lot of folks on the line. First, we're going to answer Diane's uh, question. Trace is up here. He found the product. All right, so the, the Spinosad bait, again, this is an organic control for ants as well as other things. It's called Come and Get It. All right. That's cute. And Diane, come and get it. No buddy. pun intended, Diane. You can come and get it right here at Millburg. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it's come witty and, there. Yeah, you know, I try. <laughs> All right. Lloyd is on the line at 210-308-8867. Lloyd, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Hey, I've got a question about organic fertilizer. Are, are you on a speakerphone, Lloyd? It's kind of hard to hear uh, you. Hang on for a second. 
Yeah, let's. I heard organic fertilizer, and that's as much as I got. Oh, okay. How's this? Oh, much oh, better. Oh, yeah. Okay, what's going on? Is this any better? Yeah. No, that was better, Lloyd. We got you. What? How can we help you? Okay. Um, understand that alfalfa, cottonseed meal, and cornmeal are, are good uh, fertilizer, organic fertilizer. And the question I have is, what about these items when they run through an animal? In other words, you use a manure from an animal that's been fed cottonseed meal, corn, alfalfa. Uh, is the feed itself a lot better fertilizer than a manure that comes out of the animal after being fed that manure? Well, we never have had that question. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine because mo- most most uh, manures, at best, once they're composted, are like a one-one-one ratio fertilizer. Yeah, which is almost insignificant. It's the organic material that that becomes more beneficial rather than the fertilizer value. But it it, it would be more nutritious. What you what you feed them gives a better product coming out the other end, right, Milton? Huh? <laughs> Uh, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't, I don't think it would be a significant uh, difference. Yeah, but it's composted uh, manure is wonderful. Oh for, yeah, for rose gardens and yeah. wherever you can. If you, in the old days what we used to was, used to be access to it, but now it's hard to find. Yeah, we thought. Did you say it would be not be a significant difference if the animal was just grass fed and you got the manure? Or if it was fed the alfalfa, the cottonseed meal, and corn. Yeah, definitely with alfalfa. But the the results are probably going to be insignificant as far as what you would see coming out out the other end. No difference. Thanks, Lloyd. Thank you. All right, we got to take a break. Coming up in just a second, the phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We'll come back. We'll talk to Lonnie, and we'll talk to Delb. Uh, but you can give us a call and get online. And, wait for, and uh, don't forget, for more information on the event that we talked about with David Rodriguez and the uh, Rodeo Tomato Celebration here and all the activities, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. In the meantime, come visit us at 1604 on Boulevard Road. We'll talk to you in a moment right after this on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Uh, broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. We've got folks waiting, so we're going to get right to the phone line to 210-308-8867, where Lonnie is up next. Hey, Lonnie, welcome to the show. How can we help you today? Uh-oh. Lonnie, you there? Hello. 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 There you Hello. are. Lonnie, we got you. What's I going on? You had, I thought you said Lonnie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I... Um, I'm, I'm calling perhaps uh, kind of like the, 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 the baker who proceeds to make a cake without the benefit of a recipe. Uh, <clears throat> I was uh, 
uh, pruning a redbud tree, and I wanted to perhaps uh, make sure that I didn't overdo it. I, I just clipped a few of the, the little little shoots, uh, no no large branches, nothing even approaching a uh, half inch or anything like that. Uh, even though some of them are crossing, um, is, is that would that be appropriate? A pruning a redbud. Uh, red yeah, bud, yes. yeah. I, I would take all crossing branches out. We even we even generally. larger, even larger ones. Well, I have. I don't. Usually, you don't prune a redbud. No, you don't. You we, you would prune it after after it blooms in the spring. Mm, but but if you pr- if you prune it now, you're you're pruning some of the buds, blo- off. the blooming wood, wood off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got well, you want to be real conservative and just wait to do that? your structural pruning until after it blooms this month. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It'll be the first one to uh, bloom. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, no uh, problem. Much. You uh, you uh, you haven't heard anything. Okay. Thank you. All right, thanks, Lonnie. All right, thanks for waiting. 210-308-8867 is our number. We're getting busy, so give us a call. ASAP, 210-308-8867. Delb is on the line. Giving orders. I know. (laughs) Taking charge. Hey, Delb, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, what's going on? Great. Don't you love these bitter, cold South Texas winter days? No, yeah. I, I got to shovel all the snow that I wanted to shovel this morning. Oh, good it for you. Beautiful you thing. <laughs> What's it, going on, Del? It's okay with me if I never shovel snow again. But um, for what it's worth, I just wanted to pass along that come and get it from Fertilone rocks. That stuff is the most effective fire ant stuff I've ever, ever used. And right, that's weather, where do you use Whether it? It's, I've used it around chickens. I've used it in dog runs. I've used it in the garden. I've used it around the yard. Um, in parks where we're going to have family events, we'd spread some of that around uh, five days the a chi- week. The chickens don't pick it up? <laughs> I'd be more. I, I wouldn't be afraid dogs would get it, but I, I'd be a little Well, even, they, even if they picked it up, it wouldn't hurt them chickens if they do it's no big deal it's not toxic to them right that's true yeah and it's not toxic to the eggs or anything else so that spinosad or spinosad however you guys like to say it is pretty doggone good stuff and i i love that it's so utilitarian for killing fun ants so well oh yeah does work that's That's been tested uh against uh uh other organics uh, fired by, and that uh, by Mike Merchant, our entomologist in uh, Dallas, and uh, he he was the first one to test Spinosad and say that uh, it, it works. It's effective. Well, way back when, when Greenlight was making it, um, and I guess Greenlight's gone away now or whatever, but anyhow, um, the uh, Spinosad fire ant bait was listed with OMRI, the Organic Materials Research Institute, and it was one of the only fire ant killers that was listed there as being safe and effective. And yeah. it's good stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I've got a silly onion question for today, and I'm pretty sure onion question, and I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say, but I had some onions from last year that my granddaughter and I planted that uh, somehow got missed and didn't get harvested. And this fall and winter, they put up beautiful, gorgeous onion plants. Are they going to end up making any kind of onion, or do I just need to plant some new ones in there amongst them? They're going to end up flowering. I'm sure they will. You can use them up to that point. Yeah, you you can use them up to that point. Eat the foliage and eat the... uh, They they won't make a large bulb because they'll flower. Okay. But... I'm I'm in the same boat you are. I had a few that I didn't pull, I didn't toss them out. I I left them there because they look so good. Well, we like to call those sneaky onions. And uh, now, now they came up from plants that you had planted last year and uh, didn't didn't use. Is that right? That, I understand that is your correct. Uh, okay. Back in. In May and June, when I should have got those all dug out, there's some I missed. And they yeah, came every, up. Every, my... every one of those should flower. Okay. Well, my granddaughter thinks that those are the best onions in the whole world because we planted them and they died and now they came back again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can go. You, got, you, you and she can uh, pick them. Just pick them a little early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, she thinks that I'm the best grandpa onion grower in the whole no, world. No, Lord. Uh, I hate to Hang argue up with on that. this guy. He's bragging now. <laughs> <laughs> you a good uh, grandpa? So, so, you a good grandpa for letting her help you in the garden? Is what you are. Oh, she is so. She enjoys oh, it. Man, we aren't going to so have much. to look at pictures, are we, Dale? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no pictures. Uh, Calvin, you're safe. No worries. But, uh, I do. I, I have some pictures it. of my West Highland Terriers. Uh. So they're very attractive. <laughs> I love it when little kids get excited about this stuff and yeah. they oh, can't yeah. wait. Well, to we see it a lot in gardening. Sure. Yeah. Have you planted our potatoes yet? Um, we got some taters getting ready to go in. And, yeah, uh, let it. Uh, when they start digging potatoes, they really get excited. Oh, that's an awesome grandkid thing to do. <laughs> that's right. right. It's potato. It is potato time. And and probably uh, pro- probably more excited than the onions dying and oh, coming back. Big time because kids love taters. You now everybody loves French fries, but you know. Who gives a rat about onions? <laughs> yeah, you ought, you ought to plant a letter plant peanuts too. Oh, peanuts! Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I love you know they, they they bloom and then the they go go below ground, and so you can you can harvest the peanuts. Uh, yep, from the ground. When they peg in there, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Dale. Good hey, idea. Thank you for calling. I, Hi, Dale. When I have grandkids, I'm going to have them plant hops. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, Dale, give us a call back. We lost you there. Marty okay. is on the line Thanks. at 210 Oh, we lost him. 210-308-8867. Hey, Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right. How are you guys? 
Good, good. What's going on? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. You have a question for the doc. Uh, I have some uh, Asian jasmine that I have as a ground cover, but it, it's it's getting kind of out of hand, and it's intertwining now with my crepe myrtle and with my rose bush. <laughs> I've got some doing that, too. And, boy, that thing is just making its way. It's almost to the roof right now. But I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to cut back and cut it back pretty pretty serious. And I want to know that stuff. Yeah, I mow mine every time I mow my grass. Right. I use it as a ground cover. But right. uh, you want you you want to cut that back now in February, okay. uh, so before it begins to uh, send out new growth, it's a okay. sprout. But right. you can cut it back severely. Okay, uh, that's what I'm going to have to do because, like I said, it's almost. It's intertwining with my poor crate myrtle, and it's putting a stranglehold, or beginning to put a stranglehold in my rose bush. So that's why I draw yeah. the line. With so. Yeah, I've got I've got uh, Asian jasmine growing in my uh, in my oak trees, all the way wow. to the tops of my uh, old live oak trees. Yeah, that's and from what I understand, that's the only way you get it to bloom. Yeah, that's a, it, it. Blooms. It's beautiful. Bloom in the in the fall in the spring. Cherry's the only one with a cut flower garden uh. that's up there and <laughs> forty feet tall. Yeah. It's beautiful fragrance. It's like the other jasmines. Right, the fragrance of the jasmines is out of this world. So oh yeah. I want to. I, I want to cut it, but I don't want to. You know, butcher it. That's the only thing. No. Well, no, cut, don't you know, worry you, about yeah, butchering it. You do what you got to do. It's going to it's going <laughs> to rebound quickly. Okay. Now, have you have you got a big bed of it? Yeah, I do. Okay. When if you want to cut it to the ground, uh, uh-huh. go rent one uh, rent one of these uh, push shredders. Okay. I mean, uh, push. What am I trying to think of? Weed uh, weed eaters. Okay. Uh, they may they make a it looks like a little lawnmower. Right, right, right. And, I know what you're and uh, because if you use your regular weed eater and yeah. go out there and try to shred Asian jasmine down, it'll clog it'll that twine on up. Yeah. Twine on up. But uh, you get one of those. Uh, I don't know what they call those, but uh, I know you can rent them at uh, like Home Depot and Lowe's and places like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, because that, that, it's a booger, and I, I mean, I tried to pull it up by hand, but there's no way, and then... No, uh, no, no, I, don't pull it up. Cut it off at the ground. Yeah, I have some it's loppers. I, it's ironic, isn't it, that uh, half the people are trying to get the <laughs> ground cover started <laughs> yeah. and having trouble, and then the, the other half of us are getting overwhelmed by the same my, ground cover. My Asian jasmine ran up my Nandina. Uh-oh. And uh, and and has has bring, has brought one of the limbs of my Nandina to the ground. Oh no! Gotten so thick on it. Yeah, but like I said, uh, it was doing good until it began to uh, get a wrap around my crate myrtle. Now it's, it's trying to go after my rose bush. And so that's why I draw the line. Have to... <laughs> yeah, it's this is war now. Cut it back to the ground. It'll be okay. Right. Thanks, Marty. Right. Thanks, Bye, for Marty. Your help. Okay, so, Milton, I was pointing out that tree. Yeah. You know what that was? Uh-uh. That was a cinnamon tree. Oh. And Peter Peter was experimenting. He brought two in, so we sold our first cinnamon tree. Oh, boy. Yeah. Cool. What is a cinnamon tree? Uh, it's a little <laughs> tropical tree you grow, and uh, my assumption is uh, that the bark sloughs off like a crepe myrtle, and that's the actual cinnamon. That's a cinnamon. Huh. That's pretty cool. 
So you have one more. <laughs> yeah, we have one. But, but now we've sold half of our product. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll probably go out and buy a few more. Okay. All right. So if you want one, 210-497-3760. Call but they go freeze, right? Yeah, it's a tropical. Tropical, yeah. Okay. I'll always grow it in a pot. Pot and protect. All right. Well, Trace, we got a break in it. Milton's going to be our expert on cinnamon, and should he, uh, Trace, he should do go. some research yeah. there. So I'm, uh, so I'm selling you the cinnamon tree, Milton. No, no, I don't. I'm, I'm, Not for I'm you. lucky to do stuff that is easy to do. Okay. Uh, although I don't know if it's difficult. It just it can't freeze. It can't. Uh, has to be forgiving. So anyway, uh, Trace, we got you up here. So let's uh, talk a little bit about what's going on. Uh, anything exciting happening this weekend? Or this week at the nursery? Ah, well, we still got we're still filling up, and uh, so we're going to be starting to get some more of the hardy shrubs in. Okay, we're pretty well done on fruit trees and shade trees. Oh, good. We're, okay, we're very well stocked there. Uh, so the next one is uh, the hardy shrubs, and then some of the hardy perennials like rosemaries and things like that. So, um, and you still get you still get the CPS rebate for uh, the shade you can, tree and we and we got a great selection of five gallon. Because that's the minimum size to to uh, oh. to plant for that CPS yeah. and bigger too. But um, Monterey oaks in a five gallon, which we haven't had before. Yeah, they're wonderful. Uh, elms, live oaks. So you literally could make money on that transaction. You you pay me the forty four ninety nine for the tree, and CPS will give you a fifty dollar rebate. So you make money by planting a tree. And then you make money by uh, conserving. Uh, yeah, electricity. The electricity in the long run. So everybody's yeah. win. Everybody wins. <laughs> and uh, that five gallon is especially important to those of us who live over in the rocky areas. I thought for uh, <laughs> those of us that were old and couldn't dig yeah, very well. well. Yeah, I, I thought too. he was going to the frugal, but uh, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll go with rock. Oh, that okay. too. Digging the holes, like like Milton and I came up with. Mm-hmm. Dig the hole where you want to tree, plant the tree before you come to the nursery to buy. It. You just do the, you make that mistake once, <laughs> and that, that your your uh, theory just is uh, yeah. makes so much sense. It's a, well, but Jerry, the Jerry also reminds everybody that most of those those well adapted trees we're talking about will will adjust to yeah, being, a, yeah. being in a hole that's a little. Uh, not as deep as as it is in the That's container. That's sure. Well, can. I mean, we actually suggest planting the trees above grade by by an inch or two, and, and then well, make a new yeah. area with mulch. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly they adjust and um, and are successful. In fact, we've we've talked a lot about uh, you if you uh, a small tree that's uh, in a good spot or in a well in a, a good species. Yeah, will catch up and pass a much bigger specimen that, that's oh, yeah. just trying to adjust and is stressed in its position. So, yeah, don't hesitate. You get, take advantage of those uh, smaller trees. Yeah. And then do we dare talk about having... To the next weekend after that? The yeah. The 15th? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. So, uh, rodeo weekend, I believe we're going to have chili. Mm-hmm. And we are going to have uh, featuring the rodeo tomato, which is a red snapper, and the proceeds from the sales of that tomato that day, we're we're donating it to. Uh, That's great. I think it's the children's garden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Rodriguez will be here. Yes, he will, and yeah. he's going to be talking about the spring cleanup. Yeah, to dos for your lawn and landscape. That's from ten to eleven thirty. 
And um, if you want more information about that red snapper yeah. tomato, go to plantanswers.com or go to the Express News in my column. Yeah, Saturday is all about it. So we're going to have uh, country music, chili, drinks, pony rides, and petting zoo. All on that day. And David Rodriguez. Okay. <laughs> and David Rodriguez. And David Rodriguez. Uh, last that, but for, not least. Huh? But they're not going to let us uh, ride the ponies, right? right. Not Trace. since the accident. I think it's tacky that Trace put our pictures up there yeah. uh, on the pony ride, in the pony ride display. If you see these two men on this pony, <laughs> please report it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at I, what? Thought, I thought he was heading towards like we, we put a pin the tail on the donkey. Oh, oh, but, on, oh, but, on the other, but the other end of the donkey. Yes, yeah, so, that would good. Um, and uh, so just I'm just wondering, let's say there was some, I'm asking for a friend, as they say. Uh, what if I wanted to just get a jump on the rodeo tomato? Is there any place I can get it? No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes, we've already uh, we've already gotten some. I think there's a, still a few left in six packs. Oh, good. And we've already got some of the four and a half inch in. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they, they look great, those four and a half inches. Yeah. Plus, there's some, if you want to. You want to get ahead of the game. Uh, there's some celebrities and tycoons there. At least there were yesterday. It should, should still be there. Does the Rodeo Tomato have the tags in them? Yeah, they got the little funny tag with the yeah. little, I think it's a yeah. little worm or something. Yeah, yeah, right. With a rope. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, David always uh, sends out, makes a tag for the Rodeo Tomato. So I, I haven't been back to the greenhouse. Uh, to look at them. Well, I know they were in the four and a half inch pots. So. Yeah, yeah, I imagine they're in the four and a half inch mainly. Okay, cool. So they they're here now. You want anything more you got going on that we want to talk about? Well, that's a big day. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's a market calendar for the fifteenth day after Valentine's Day. Who's doing the chili? Nature's creation. Oh, okay. They that's always good. do a good job. Yeah, they do a good chili. Okay, we're gonna take a break while we do. Cool. Okay. All right. Back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Mbolvorty Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 1130 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And then all through the day, Millburgers will be celebrating the Rodeo and the Rodeo Tomato. The Rodeo Tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale and there'll be free chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry. The Texas Weather Band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3. There's pony rides, a petting zoo, and much, much more. For more information, go to millburgernursery.com and we'll see 
see you February 15th. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. With Anglo Bariaches, who really love Mexican food. But only Betos can make it and bake it with tender loving care. Stop! What's that delicious aroma? Ah, it can only be coming from Beto's Alternative Mexican Food on Broadway. If you haven't been to Beto's lately, the new look is amazing. And their new additions to the menu are to die for. Always the highest quality and freshest ingredients combined to make Beto's Alternative Mexican Restaurant the restaurant of choice for those that love their Latin food. Only from Beto's Alternative Mexican Restaurant. Voted SA's Best Fish Taco, Best Taco Pastor from Texas Monthly, and Food Network Fame. The Chalupa Cabra, Guy Fieri from Triple D's Favorite. Come taste the difference at Beto's Alternative Mexican Food on Broadway. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Take charge of your health. CBD is a natural way to support your wellness needs, and Simple Leaf Botanicals offers an array of CBD products and will help you find what works best for your lifestyle. Simple Leaf Botanicals provides the best quality hemp products and will answer any questions you have about CBD. Simple Leaf Botanicals, upstairs in the Rolling Oaks Mall by the food court, the village of Stone Oak at 281 North and TPC Parkway and Tanger Outlet Mall. Visit online at simpleleafbotanicals.com. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Every day, news breaks. And every day, we're here to explain what it all means. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Take us wherever you go with our mobile app through TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, Al having fun back at the station. Kansas City music. I bet there'll be some San Francisco music coming up in just a, a little while, too. We'll have to see. But uh, don't forget, you can be a big winner here for the big game at Millburgers. Uh, you can save 10% on everything here at Millburgers. Uh, 
And uh, that's uh, go check com for more details on that. That's uh, up until tomorrow. So 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. They just took all the fun from you. Yeah, I don't have to announce it's this, not this, and what size, and this, and not this size. And originally it cost this much. Nope, it's just 10%. That's pretty easy. Yeah, for football, for, yeah, for, the, just kind of, for the game. Yeah, all right, so what else you got can you ma- Can you imagine how tough it would be on somebody that was looking forward to looking at the game, but then they, then they got this uh, landscape plan revision that they uh, – Want to buy? We're gonna buy all the plants next week for. Yeah. So they got they got to say, oh man. <laughs> do I go and save my ten percent, or do I wait until yeah. next week and watch the game? Move fast. I mean, there's plenty of help here at Millburgers. Yeah. They get you everything and pr- picked up and, and plenty of up. supplies too. Mm-hmm. I mean, good good selection. That's right. All, all right. right. We. we we talked about the weather. It's going to be uh, warming up to in the 80s, they're saying. Yeah, this evening, uh, uh, 55 loaded to, uh, tonight, uh, 20% chance of showers tomorrow, high around 77. Tuesday, uh, high around uh, 81 degrees with a 40% chance of rain. 81. Uh-huh. Is it summertime? Yeah. <laughs> 40% chance of showers after midnight. On Tuesday evening, um, so I guess that's Wednesday morning, right? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, we talked about this quite a bit yesterday, but uh, this is the ideal time to uh, put down herbicide, put down mm. uh, the uh, weed-free zone. Weed-free zone. It's still a little bit cool, and... Uh, if you go down and and get the spray bottle, they've got it in a ready-to-apply spray bottle that you just hook on the end of your uh, hose, and you can spray over your grasses, uh, St. Augustine, Bermuda, whatever you got, Georgia, and it won't hurt the grass, but it'll kill all the broadleaf weeds that are coming. It works out. pretty well, too, if you got, I was looking at some lawns in our neighborhood that have Thistle and dandelion. Oh yeah. You know, we mostly we we're talking about henbit and chick, <laughs> chickweed and bed straw, but uh, some other yards have those. They're re- regular, uh, pretty big specimens. But if you got a hand, pump up sprayer or just that hose in sprayer, yeah, you give them a shot. Doesn't use much of the herbicide, but it will take take care of it, especially if you got a big a bunch of them out there. And uh, and people want to know what weed they're spraying. I don't know why. But uh, we've got a weed identification chart uh, linked to plantanswers.com. So you can, uh, if, you want to, if you want to identify the weed that you want uh, are wanting to kill, uh, you can look through that chart. Now, the, the rest, if you don't, Want to fool with what weed to kill? It'll kill all broadleaf weeds. Now the broadleaf weeds. Now I'm watching some of my uh, uh, bed straw in the front yard come up. It came up from last year's bed straw. I thought I'd pulled all that bed straw out of there for when it was small, 
Yeah, but this but mean, I, it, it reseeds. Must, it, it must have come in from somewhere. Yeah. Because last year was a good bed straw year, <laughs> if there is such a thing. But uh, every year is a good bed straw. Right, right now, you can tell your broadleaf weeds from your grass because the broadleaf weeds are green. They're they're green and beginning to grow. Well, I think it's a good thing to know which are the weeds and what the other plants are because you could also have your uh, you could have your um, blue poppies bonnet. out there, your <laughs> blue bonnets out there, blue curl. You know, uh, the great uh, it's a great butterfly plant and a lot it's uh, one of the wildflowers. And let's see what other ones have we got poppies uh, Milton, what are, what other what other ones coming up? <laughs> Poppies. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, money bloom larkspur. Larkspurs are coming up all over too. I'm betting that they won't. And you mentioned the uh, Laura Bush petunia coming up. Uh, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that's good. Right. Good man. Thank you very much. My yeah. uh, my little <laughs> container is going crazy now. I got like five blooms. Right. It's very, it's Milton, very every time Milton gets a bloom, he sends it to Calvin. I send Calvin a picture. How are yours doing? Are you, are you getting the blooms yet? You, you know, I don't have uh, a lot of them with blooms, but I've got, I've got, uh, I've got a number of plants that have come up. But uh, the thing the thing I do have that's blooming are those uh, wave. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's another another great variety. It's not as, it doesn't come back every year like uh, Laura Bush, but. How's your Crawford reseeding lettuce? It's it's uh, coming up everywhere now. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. the ones that wouldn't germinate. So, uh, <laughs> no, that 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 came up, but I the uh, naturalized areas in my yard are generally pretty late, but they're coming up now. And I was telling Jerry that the uh, as tough as the Crawford lettuce is, if you leave it with that. Uh, Chickweed and yeah, uh, hand bit around it. Yes, the, this, the kind of disintegrates. Or yeah, it gets mildewy mildew. and uh, disintegrates the foliage, and it, it doesn't look like it's a tough uh, lettuce like it really is in there. They, they it's just a they're so moist it kind yeah. of overcomes the weed. But usually, usually you have a, enough. Uh, <laughs> plant material out there that you don't have to worry about a yeah. few in the chickweed. Uh, the good the good news is on the chickweed and henbit is that they, they'll as soon as uh, it gets a little warm they'll be gone but in the meantime they they cover a lot of territory and do yeah. do a lot of damage. So uh, if you don't care what you're killing long as they're broadleaf weeds which blue bonnets and all those that, that Calvin Milton mentioned are wallflowers. Uh, uh, you can you can uh, use uh, use that uh, herbicide and put it on while the temperature is a little bit warmer, and it'll 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 work faster. Let's let's remind everybody too, Jerry. You brought up a good point yesterday about the you can actually. Still have a, you know if you got rescue grass or some taller weeds, uh, you can actually still mow a lot of those areas where you've got some wildflowers coming up. If you mow high, yeah, and you all you're worried about with the t- 
tough plant like a blue bonnet is to give it as best chance it can, kind of turn it loose. Mm-hmm. So if you cut cut above the the rosetting blue bonnet plant, and then then you you won't hurt the the plant, but you'll cut down the rest of the weeds as competing with. Yeah, and that works pretty. You kind of have to hold your breath the first time you do it, but uh, <laughs> but it but it works pretty well. Yeah, because you can re- you can mow relatively high, and don't don't think that you can spray this uh, <laughs> weed-free zone over the top of henbit and not kill the blue bomb. Oh. The weed-free zone is Works. a very effective broadleaf weed killer. And we're trying it on rescue grass. We had a guy come here yesterday. Yeah, to test it. Get some and going to test it on uh, rescue grass. Yeah. Which is probably the... Let's see, your, is your rescue grass... T- his, his that he brought in, he never mowed it and was was turning... You yeah, know, I've got was, I've got some enlarging that, uh, and turning yellow. Yeah, I've got some that's in the kind of stage he's in. If you if you've been mowing, it's uh, it looks pretty good at this point and it's <laughs> controllable. But if, if you haven't, yeah, it's it's ready to take advantage of of the you know start putting out seed already. Yeah, but uh, and it's too late to put out a pre-emergent herbicide. Uh, so uh, this weed-free zone is about your only choice, other than trying to pull it up, which doesn't work. Uh, but I, I, I'd like for people, if you've got large spur, and you're going to use weed-free zone, spray that, spray some of that large spur, to see if it kills it. See what happens. Yeah. I'm betting it won't kill it. Uh, it it doesn't really kill out henbit. I mean, you know, it like it doesn't kill it. Now Roundup and those types of things won't work in this cooler weather. So, uh, which is coming back toward the end of the uh, end of next week. Uh, also, some uh, Neil Sperry got a uh, question. Oh. Yeah. Uh, in my newsletter. Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> in you can my see new- the light bulb go off. <laughs> That's right, yeah. In my, in kind my, of flickers. Yeah, yeah but still is there. So that's a good thing. Weekly newsletter. Uh, Niels Perry announced that he and his wife are the proud, uh, are welcoming their first great grandchild. Wow. Great. So I wrote him back. I said, are you that old? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a sweet response to that. He even put pictures of his uh, grandba- great-grandbaby in the, in the newsletter. It's a good newsletter. Free. Uh, I, you notice I didn't say anything because I got two 21-year-old granddaughters. Uh, uh, neither, of, neither of them are, as far as I know, neither of them are close to... Having Marriage, a great yeah, grandma. Yeah. Looks like they would take your feelings into consideration, Calvin. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they. I'm, I'm just as bad as Neil or uh, uh, the somebody who was. Oh, the the grandpa. Who was it that had to 
His gr- was gardening with his granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Help. yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever she wanted was right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, somebody wrote in about uh, uh, something. Ca- uh, can you can you tell me what is causing my shrub shrubs leaves to turn brown and die? And what can I do to save them? Uh, the uh, uh, Neil shows a picture of, of the leaves he's talking about, and uh, the the dieback uh, is from the tips, the tips of the foliage. Can you identify like what the, it is? Yeah, he said uh, it's iron deficiency. Which it could be. That could be severe iron deficiency. But uh, we would expect it maybe a little later because of the, yeah. gro- the growth. Yes, I, yes, I would look at what kind of shrub that is. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if you've got uh, Indian hawthorn in the shade or if you've got uh, red tip fortinias, a lot of times uh, they'll turn yellow before they uh-huh. uh, lose it. Or leg. if you had... Uh, I know some of the viburnum, uh, they had some uh, dieback die from the dry uh, dry weather this summer, and it's still showing some of the symptom. And uh, hollies, even some of them are showing some of that symptom. Yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, and in fact, Neil, uh, in his answer, he says, that's a problem. Iron chlorosis is a problem. In alkaline soils for plants like gardenias, azaleas, wisterias, and some hollies. That surprised me with the hollies. I I don't think of hollies as being susceptible to iron corrosion. Well, I guess if you did the the American holly or... Yeah. Some of the... there's, uh, There's a few of those hollies that just grow east of us. So maybe that's what he's talking about. Uh, and uh, Neil says adding iron to the soil may help, and adding a sulfur soil acidifier may produce good results. And I would say, hell no, not in San Antonio. Uh, neither one of those uh, will work. Now, what we recommend on on iron in this area. You have to have to be very careful about the specific type of iron that you use, because uh, and and how you apply it. The uh, the iron that uh, we recommend, to, a lot of people spray on spray on that iron foliage. It's, it's foliage foliage feeded, but you have to use a iron chelate. Which I have the name of our brand that we sell here. And we, Jerry and I, did a, uh, some experiments years, this was years ago, uh, comparing the various iron treatments, those that you put in the soil, those that you sprayed on the foliage. And uh, heads and ta- the spray on the foliage was the yeah. very, very Faster. Much, much more effective than the, the, uh, Soil treatment, especially in our soil where the buffering is so high. But you want you want to get uh, 
the iron chelate that you use, whether you use it as a soil drench around the plant or whether you use it as a, as a spray-on, uh, one that contains an iron chelate. And uh, they give the, uh, Dr. Stein, Dr. Larry Stein uh, answered this question. And uh, they, it, it's got F-E, which stands for iron, E-D-D-H-A on the, on the label, on the product. The products that are readily available is the Carl Pool Iron Chelate and the Fertilome Liquid Iron. I think both of both them. Both of them had that chelate in them. And both of them have, probably now are are here at Millburgers. They're, at one time, I know we've had both of those products. Yeah, but uh, adding sulfur to our soils... Uh, Especially around something that's planted like a shrub, will not change the pH of the soil. Or we we if you want to add an iron product, uh, we like that liquid uh, iron plus. Yeah, you know even even copperous, which is an inexpensive iron iron sulfate of that. Yeah, it doesn't dissolve very well. No, but you can make a. Uh, Iron the foliar spray out of that, and that that works fair, fairly well. Yeah. Inex, inexpensive iron source too. So the the key is to is to get get it on the on the foliage and uh, a plant that's uh, in that active growth stage. Yeah, and uh, and you can make your own iron chelate with iron copperus or iron sulfate by uh, putting it on the mulch around the trees. Yeah. Shrubs and make it, or even to mix it with the compost. Yeah, yeah, mix it with the compost pile. And uh, well, basically, all a chelate is is an iron molecule attached to an organic source. So, so it, the iron is not uh, uptaken so fast or, or de- deactivated so fast. Locked, is yeah, what locked I should up. Say. Yeah, locked up. Um. Uh, <coughs> And then uh, somebody writes in about uh, uh, Bermuda lawn is to undergo core aeration, and uh, Neil doesn't like to to uh, aerate a lawn unless it uh, unless it's got a layer of thick of a thatch and a penetrable layer of under composted. Are uncomposed uh, organic material that prohibits movement of air and water into the soil. We don't have a lot of that around here, with the exception of uh, zoysia grass. Sometimes uh, the and uh, that they like on golf courses, they aerate quite frequently on the greens. That's when they. Punch holes in the in the ground uh, with core aerators, and uh, they pull the core. They just don't punch a hole in the ground. They they take a core of, of soil out of there to allow the uh, oxygen and well the gas the gases 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 can. escape from the roots, and then the oxygen can enter the roots. It's a really a fascinating kind of process. Uh, 
Well, hang on a sec. We're going to take a break? Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Uh, call us and uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world, and we'll be happy to help you. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're back right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. All right, I want to tell you something that's happening at Millburgers this month on February 15th. Mark your calendars. It's a day of fun and a day of learning. And maybe the learning will be fun, too. David Rodriguez will be at Millburgers teaching you the spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. If you want your landscape to look great this spring, you need to be there at 10 o'clock to 11.30 on Saturday the 15th at Millburgers and enjoy David's free presentation on spring cleanup to do's for your lawn and landscape and then all through the day Millburgers will be celebrating the rodeo and the rodeo tomato the rodeo tomato for 2020 will be announced and available for sale and there'll be free chili fritos and drinks from 11 till the pot runs dry the texas weather band will be there playing your very favorite country music from 11 to 3 there's pony rides a petting zoo and much much more for more information go to millburgernursery.com and we'll see if you February 15th. Hi, neighbors. Dominic Dina here. As a small businessman, 30-year active duty Air Force veteran, husband, father, grandfather, and community leader, my stakes are deep in San Antonio. I'm asking for your support in the March primary for Texas 20th Congressional District. We need a strong voice for states' rights, the Constitution, smaller government, national security, and adoption over abortion. Join me, Dominic Dina. Texas is counting on your vote. Paid for by the Dominic Dina Election Committee, Andrew Green, Treasurer. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. The Republican Party and President Trump are under attack. Nancy Pelosi and the left continue to mount a war against conservative ideals. And these attacks plague the bedrock of our great nation. Now is the time, San Antonio, to rise up, get informed, 
and get ready for a politically charged 2020. Join 9.30 a.m. The Answer on Thursday, February 20th at the Norris Conference Center for an evening with Larry Elder, the sage from South Central. Join us for this memorable evening and hear Larry's thoughts on the current state of the country, the impeachment of President Trump, the Democratic candidates looking to take the White House back, and what we can expect when the primary is over. Plus, you'll get Larry's perspective and insight on what's truly at stake in the upcoming election. It's America's truth detector. Larry Elder, Thursday, February 20th at the Norris Conference Center, San Antonio. Hey, we have a country to save, so don't miss an evening with Larry Elder. Go to 930amtheanswer.com to find out more and to get your tickets today. Coming up at 2 is In the Oil Patch Radio Show with Kim Bilotto, discussing topics in the oil, gas, and energy industry and the positive impact they have on the world. In the Oil Patch Radio Show, coming up at 2 on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. The most trusted names in conservative talk radio are right here, and the talk is on. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Take us wherever you go with our mobile app through TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. I left my heart in San Francisco. High on a hill It calls to me And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210, take care, Frank, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And we have got Bert on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Bert? Hey, guys, I just got a quick question. Everything, I mean, it's been such a nice, mild winter here. Everything, I'm still producing. Uh, my tomato plants are still growing. My bell peppers and my hot peppers are still growing right on the little apartment balcony. But uh, I got a, a passion flower plant. The runners are doing real great. I'm looking at it as I speak to you. The runners, the the lead elements of the runners are just like green, brilliant and nice and green. But I have some leaves that are on the bottom part of the plant that are turning yellow. Should I cut them off or should I just let them fall off on their own? You can cut them off. I mean, I get- you can do either. But uh, since they're distracting from the plant, I'd go ahead and uh, cut them off. Well- they don't seem to be. I keep feeding everything just like I'm supposed to, like every couple of weeks. or Well, I know it's like now it's wintertime, and they're all going dormant, so I cut the, the feeding back to like once a month. Uh, what? But it, Which passion vine is it? What, it's the purple the, one. I called you all back in November. Oh, the purple uh, one? Yeah, it's the one you all said just, uh, I know you all don't remember because you all get a lot of questions and such. Uh I just asked whether I should just put it inside, and y'all said, no, leave it outside, it'll do fine. And I did, and it is doing just fine. You know, it's yeah, just lo- like quite, o- quite often, the, uh, if, well, if we have a cold winter, you'll lose the leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that, uh, na- that uh, oh, naturalized uh, one that reseeds all the time, and they they don't take much cold weather at all, and they're, they mm. completely die back. But and the red one doesn't bloom very much. Yeah. 
No, the purple yeah. one did really well. I got it from y'all out at Millburgers, and it was it did it was very spectacular. I said uh, it's not like mint. I mean, it's a very aggressive vine. I can see that, but oh, it's yeah. just you know it's it's very hardy. I'm looking at the. Um, I want to say the stems. I'm not sure exactly what you call uh, what the runners are. That's what I call them, stems. I mean, like, I got even eggplants still producing. I'm like on, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, now you better hey. knock on wood now. Yeah. Okay, that means I got to knock on my head. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well... A lot of, lot of times, too, the, the passion vine, before it starts, uh, those what? new sprouts, it'll, it will drop all those old it'll mature drop leaves. All it'll drop yeah. all the yellow but ones. But you're, you're saying them. yours has already started the, uh, those yeah, it's already, uh, sprouts? it's already running again. It's running again. I mean, like, it's running right across the um, the whole balcony. It's like the, yeah, the yellow. They'll, yeah, they'll do it. Uh, yeah, don't, Jerry's right. Don't hesitate to, if it's going in a direction you don't want it to go or, or well, no, taking over. I got, no, I got trellises. I like the, I like it because it's a natural sunscreen. That's how I look at vines. You know. Sounds good. Good. You know, so, okay, okay, so it doesn't matter whether I let the plants, whether I let the leaves drop off naturally or I cut them off at all. It doesn't matter. All right. Thank you all. Have a good okay, one. Thank you for calling. Listen. You take care. Thanks, sir. All right, 210-308-8867. Could probably sneak one more call in if we had to. We've got about uh, three minutes or so left. 210-308-8867. Uh, Neil Fair got a question that we also got a question, uh, very similar to it. Uh, Neil's question was, uh, a friend of mine is growing an avocado plant from a seed. Gosh, I've never heard of that. Mm. Have y'all? Not very often. <laughs> like every other hour. Uh, the plant has browning leaves. I found an article that mentions aphids. You know, that, that Internet is a dangerous thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, she said she does not see the insects, but I suggested that she treat anyway because aphids are very small. Wrong. Uh, was that good advice? Neil said. <laughs> I doubt if aphids have caused the brown spots. It's more likely that the plant got too dry, had too much fertilizer, or was exposed to too much sunlight too suddenly. Yeah. After all, avocados are outdoor plants, not really house plants. That's what people learn that they grow them from seed. Our question was, I have an avocado tree, and I have, grow, have it growing in a big pot last year. And it started producing avocados, but one by one they fell off. What am I doing wrong? And what caused them to fall off and did not mature? Should I planted it in the ground? Now this is this is forest. 
Appleson. He's responding to this. Very. He's on his meds, and uh, they're, they're well balanced. <laughs> Jesse. First, avocados are tropical fruit and should not be planted should not be planted in the ground unless you have a full sun location that you can protect from freezing temperatures. That's good advice. Yeah. You do not say how long you've been growing this tree, but seedlings may take 10 to 15 years to fruit. Oh. Seedlings. Now we said the ones we sell here are probably grafted, and uh, they won't quite take that long. But they're still uh, susceptible to freezing. Oh yeah. Uh, and then uh, he re, re, uh, he uh, refers them to the uh, plant our answers information on avocado. Under the resource. Do you, do you think he just uh, didn't recognize the. Yeah, that does seem strange that he would have fruit. Yeah. Well, uh, that that fruit drop can be caused by uh, 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 drying out, too, uh, or adverse lack, conditions in that pot. Lack of what, lack, even lack of light or anything. Yeah. Hey guys, but they are so fruitful. All right, we got to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job back at the station. Of course, thanks to you for listening. We're going to be back here at Mill Burgers next Saturday and Sunday. I'm Milton Glick, and you've been listening to 9:30 a.m. The Answer.